Welcome to episode 22 of the WP, WP Candy podcast. Ugh. I am your host, Ryan, here with Brian. Hello, Brian. Hey, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well. Um, what are things like in your neck of the woods lately? What have you been up to? I don't know. <laughs> don't know? Uh, Fair enough. No, just, just been working. Kind of mm-hmm. uh, turning the gears, if you will. Sure. But so, uh, no complaints. I'm just, I'm just excited that this time the uh, the the intro went slightly smoother. You know, so all is well. Off to a great start. Uh, uh, it did go smoother. I don't think we went by the script we anticipated, but it went smoother. Yeah, we gotta we gotta work on that script. Um, no, I've been good. I've uh, been working on um, prepping a forum for WP Candy, which is going to be pretty sweet. Uh, did some changes to the site, little tweaks here and there, nothing huge. Um, and want to get the forum out there so I can keep working on the next thing uh, that we kind of want to uh, to sort of augment what we offer so far. So I'm excited about those. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, doing the normal news stuff. Um, uh, pretty much completely done with uh, you know the whole freelancing developer development stuff, except for obviously my own projects now, which is pretty cool. So I'm enjoying that. And right. uh, that's pretty yeah, that's pretty much been me. Uh, I think we can, I think we can uh, certainly know now if anyone else hadn't noticed that you're a, a fan of iteration as far as uh, web design goes on your own sites. Uh, yeah, actually. I mean, that's um, – I probably wouldn't have necessarily always thought this way, but um, I think one of the WordPress philosophies that I've tried to pick up as much as I can is, you know, test, don't be afraid to change, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, and, uh, you know, with – and also just the whole mentality of if you if you wait too long to release it or if you wait until you're proud of it, you probably waited too long. So really try to push out things on WP Candy as you know much as possible. And in that sense, we probably should have the forum already out by now. But I'm still sort of a perfectionist at heart. So you'll have that. Uh, I guess. For anybody that's curious as to what's actually changed around WP Candy uh, over maybe what a month ago, uh, the stuff below singular posts. So on each post, uh, next and previous buttons are different. Or there were they ever there before? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff on the single template. Uh, author bios, I think, were added. We have mm-hmm. some more like social stuff down there. Uh, hopefully, you, uh, it's, hopefully, it kind of walks that that line of not being too cluttered and just kind of adding some nice, simple, simple features like that. Yeah, well, I really like them. That's my. I think that's my favorite part of any of the, the redesigns. I actually took a step back after some some um, feedback on Twitter. Actually, just like a couple people, but it kind of got me thinking about it, and so I just uh, kind of stepped back a little bit. We had a, a slider on the top of the site for a little while that we would use to call out sort of major things on the site. And uh, it, it was there for probably, what would you say, a month, close to two months maybe? Um, Something like that. Yeah, I just decided that that's eh, maybe a little bit too much distraction, uh, a little bit too much noise, not enough signal, so... Uh, can that for now might uh, revisit it in the future, but for now, you know, it's one of those things that took it away and went. Yeah, I kind of, I think I liked it better before. So then I guess the the last thing that apparently nobody's missed them. I haven't noticed any comments. 
was the uh, what we used as tags, but up at the top where you used to have icons and, and labels for navigation, for themes, plugins, uh, a couple other things. Uh, yeah, it's been replaced the... with mm-hmm. yeah more site wide elements of the stream and the pros, which I'm a fan of those changes. At first, I was a little skeptical, but I'm glad you did it. Yeah, the the navigation on WP Candy has always been a little bit different, uh, maybe than than other sites. Um, sort of have the sort of types of content on the main navigation, and those top icons have always been the different sort of main you know bird's eye view topics we've covered. And um, initially, just took them away just to kind of see, okay, kind of like the the slider area actually. Like let's just see for a little while. I mean, the problem was you know and move on from inside baseball in a second i guess but uh the problem i had with the the navigation that was there before is i never used it and uh, you know uh I, I guess i which is also probably a bad design thing but i tend to start designing kind of for myself and what i tend to like um and then see if other people think the way that i do uh particularly with those sorts of of decisions like that so in this case it just made more sense to have right now the streams is up uh the stream is up there we have a link to pros up there uh, very very soon, we'll have a link to a form up there, and um, yeah, we'll see later about maybe another icon or two uh, for different new site sections. But far more interesting than anything that we're doing is some of the news that has happened this week, um, or since the last podcast. Which actually, this is we've got two weeks in a row now. We have a new running record, right, of really nailing these <laughs> weekly shows. I think we deserve a pat on the back. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll pat ourselves on the back for every little step forward to make. Um, oh, yeah. Before we get into news, I want to uh, thank GetShopped.org for powering the site this month. I uh, really appreciate it. Those guys behind the WP e-commerce plugin. Um, appreciate their support of the site. Um, I'm going to start out with one of my favorite ones. It's not necessarily huge news, but um, in, in lieu of making it my plugin pick, I'll just uh, start off saying it because I, I am a, I am a big fan of it. Uh, WordPress lead developer Mark Jaquith released a plugin, um, and the name of it just kind of tells you everything you know about it. It's called Menu Humility. Uh, and I think, I don't, we didn't talk about this one, did we, Brian? But I'm a fan. No, we didn't, but as soon as I saw that it had been released, uh, you were the first person I thought of. Yeah. So Menu Humility, uh, and I maybe should have saved this for a pick because I'm probably going to rave about it as though it is mine. Uh, but Menu Humility will take any plugins that add um, menu items up to the dashboard section, the very top of the WordPress admin, and it gives them a dose of humility, like the name says, and pushes them down to the bottom of the menu. So key offenders here, um, which uh, is funny that um, Mark even kind of joked about it in his in his plugin description, tend to be a lot of automatic plugins that uh, tend to put their stuff way up at the top of the screen. So this pushes those down to the bottom where they belong, which uh, um, I think is pretty cool because that stuff, it's, it's one of those kind of nagging visual things that is always kind of annoying, but you don't ever take the time to change. So I wish it would take the Jetpack alerts out of all the internal pages of the admin side as well. So do you, uh, Jetpack is the, which we actually have another story that kind of talks about Jetpack, but you, would you use that on your personal site? Because we actually don't use Jetpack on WP Candy. Yeah, I have it enabled on on my main site, but I actually don't know whatever. what does what the what does the alert say? What does the notification say? Um, I have, let me go to the the thing. But basically, when you're on the admin side, 
do you remember the design for jetpacks got these clouds and stuff all over the place mm-hmm. uh, well if you have if you have jetpack network enabled and then you go into the admin for a site that doesn't like a, a subsite that doesn't have it enabled it'll scream at you right with like a, a banner like this big banner ad mm-hmm. and it's extremely annoying so uh, why do you network enable it why don't you just enable it for the sites you're using it on I didn't say I always use logic. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Uh, No, I think it's just uh, I network enabled it. Maybe I used one or two things from it, but not all of them. Sure. But if you don't don't use the ones that require connection to WordPress.com, then it spits out this big blue banner with a cloud and a green button, which is pretty and all, but it doesn't fit in with the UI, and it certainly... uh, isn't the most attractive thing if you never intend to connect it. So, gotcha. Jetpack. Point being, Jetpack is quite the offender uh, with that. But you know, uh, foremost with putting itself on a top level uh, menu area right there with the dashboard. And I know VaultPress does the same. Yeah, Vault, VaultPress is the one that we actually do use that for the site. So that was the first one or the most obvious one that I noticed that uh, dropped down afterwards. Um, yeah, so nice to uh, nice to have that. Uh, Jakewith has a number of plugins that are like that. We need like a word for them. You know, they're like uh, they're single-serving sites. Have you ever heard that term before? It's one of those Twitter things that I see passed around, but I'm not sure whether it's like common vernacular or not. I have no idea. Okay, so like single-serving sites, I believe, are or is sort of the word or the term to refer to sites that do like one small thing, whether it's, uh, what are the, what are good examples? I mean, maybe the chat room will throw some out, but usually it's like, you know, what time is it wherever, or what's the current speaker at, you know, this conference or something like that. So it's, it, it's something uh, where the yeah. purpose of the site. Somewhere the point is simple. Scotch yeah. is for shippers. Yes, exactly. That's a perfect example. And there, there. I think there's actually a single serving site somewhere that just shows you other single, it might, it might even be single serving sites.com. Um, I should check, but, uh, I think we need to kind of, no, that's not the one. No, I bet if I Google search for it, but just like there's that term for websites, we need like a symbol, a a similar, oh, it was Kotke that put a list together. So this was, okay, I'll drop this in the, in the chat and save it for the notes. So this is, this is, it's probably not a thing that like I, that, has been talked about on Twitter as much as something I read in 2008 <laughs> that apparently stuck <laughs> stuck with me. Um, but these are just, uh, this is uh, Jason Cocky put together a list of a number of, uh, actually quite a few, single-serving sites that do just one little, you know, single-purpose thing. And I kind of think, um, you know, Jakewith is sort of the master of single-serving plugins. Uh, Have you read his post on that today? I read, yeah, like sort of his plugin philosophy. Yeah. He wrote a post called How to Write a WordPress Plugin that I'll Use, and the first thing he lists is fewer features as a feature, um, which I like as well, I think. I, I, I'm agreeing with you more every day. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Because you know, if you have a bloated plugin, well, not necessarily bloated, it could be a well-coded plugin that just does too many things. Sure. You know, eventually, if you have an aggravating feature, one part of it that you don't use very often, could be enough to make you get rid of the whole thing. Uh, so it's kind of nice if you have very specific things 
that you would like a plugin to do to be able to have a plugin just for that. Right. It's sort of treating plugins as piecemeal functionality instead of a sort of a giant, you know, helping a giant uh, a plate of something, just kind of a single serving um, functionality uh, plugin. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other ones that, that Jaquith has done, which which uh, I'm a fan of, uh, Login Logo, uh, which just, um, you know, you drop a, a, a logo file into your theme directory and it grabs that and makes that sort of the, the custom logo for the WordPress login screen. Uh, no settings, no options pages, just you drop it in your theme and it finds it. Um, there's also uh, WP Help, which is pretty uh, another recent release of his that allows you to put um, documentation for a site straight into the site using custom post types, which is also really cool. I don't think that one has any options or settings either. Um, so, yeah, I'm a fan, and that came out uh, this weekend. Everybody should check out his new plugin. It's called Menu Humility. It'll be in the show notes. There was some other news that came out uh, later this afternoon, I believe, that is I thought was interesting. Uh, well, eventually. Oh, okay. Or is this the this is the other one you mentioned? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I knew, and then I screwed up your whole thing. Go ahead. Um, well, it's a feature that they're saying they may eventually put in the Jetpack, which for anybody that doesn't know, Jetpack is a automatic... It's, it's, Automatic owns the plugin, right? Well, yeah, it's an automatic. They release, yeah, automatic release the plugin. Who uh, runs WordPress.com and on WordPress.com today, they launched being able to comment via Twitter and Facebook in addition to the normal commenting system. Uh, I think that's a pretty neat feature. I'm curious if they're going to let you choose which ones you allow, or maybe only do Facebook comments, for instance, or something like that, or if it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, you know use any of the three. Um, but I think it's interesting news, partially because uh, it looks like it'll eventually make its way into Jetpack, according to the post you wrote today. But the other yeah, thing that I based think... based on the comments on that post, it looks like that's probably the case. The other thing that I think is interesting about it is it seems like, you know, that's kind of a competitor of Intense Debate, which is also an automatic product. It's a good point. Um... Uh, I've actually, I've, there's, there are a couple of, I don't even know what to call them, but those, the comment systems that people like insert into their blogs, like intense debate. What's the other one? Um, discuss, discuss third yeah. party, third party comment systems. And I don't want to give too much away, but I have about a half a post written. Oh, really? On, on like going knee deep into WordPress comments. Uh, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Don't, and, don't, don't spoil your, your future gold, but. But my statement on it is I hate them. I, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's that's my secret with all these with whether it's intense or, or discuss or whatever. Most of the time, if I see one of these other plugin services dropped in, um, I, it, it like almost keeps me from commenting. Sometimes, like I have to really want to comment because I've got to use this. They all it just they look like crap. I'm not I'm not a fan. Um, I think the new one, I think the one they put on WordPress.com today is pretty clean. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, it's, it seems like, I mean, it integrates with the commenting system rather than sort of dropping in another commenting system. I mean, that's what it feels right. like. That's the, you know, the the, the weighted difference the, to me. I mean, as far as adding it to Jetpack, I mean, I, I think that'd be cool to, to add that functionality in, but 
I don't think we necessarily need all of Jetpack to do that. So if it is a part of Jetpack, I might just see if we can just use that one piece of it. You know, in, yeah. in terms of uh, what were we just talking about? Like single serving plugins? Like just give me this one thing. That's all. Right. We were talking that's about single serving. <laughs> right. And that's that's kind of the opposite of what Jetpack is looking to do, and uh, which is why I said earlier it would be nice for the parts of Jetpack. For instance, if you don't need to connect to WordPress.com, if it didn't bug you about it. So plus one to Jetpack only, uh, or giving you the option to enable whichever ones you wanted and to explicitly not enable the other ones. That would be nice. Yeah, I mean, enabling components, I think, of uh, Tadlock's members plugin. That, it does that, where it exactly. says, you know, which of these sort of pieces of the plugin do you want to turn on and which ones do you want to turn off. I think that for Jetpack, that would be a perfect way to do it. Or almost just have, you know, mini Jetpacks, if you will. Just have, here's, you know, Jetpack that does this. Here's a Jetpack that does that. Yeah, and yeah. I tend to agree with you about the third-party comment systems. I don't like them. I think they can be interesting, but I think the biggest fault that I see with them is they kind of, it seems both intense debate and, and discuss, and then obviously the ones that are just Twitter, just Facebook comments, you know, they kind of have their own brand identity in the comment area of the site, which really doesn't flow with the way the site itself works. Like it would just feel weird. You feel like you're going somewhere different within the comment section of the site, which I don't like. Sure. Uh, so I personally think that it's a lot more fun and interesting when somebody creatively extends the native WordPress comment system. And actually that's where the majority of my post about it is going to go is to different ways and things that can be done in the WordPress comment system after, of course, laying out different ways to do comments in general. I mean, the... The um, nice part about their implementation so far just on WordPress.com is that, uh, like, I, I see people using, like, just a Facebook comment system. You know, some of my friends do this with their blogs where it's just, you know, the Facebook sign-in and then all the comments are, like, they're on the blog, but they're also on Facebook, and it's sort of that sort of integration. The nice part about, uh, you know, Automatic's work with this uh, what will probably eventually be in the Jetpack plugin is that it actually, like everything is still a comment living in the WordPress system. You know, they just use the sign-on information as like validation of who that person is. It's, you know, so it, you don't actually have to, your, your comments don't actually live on Facebook or they don't live on Twitter or anything like that. It keeps them within uh, the dashboard, which I think is is uh, preferable to having them live on other websites. Yeah, I think owning your data is important. I yes, do yes. think pretty much all of them are going to go that way uh, if they haven't already. I'd, I'd have to look back because, like I said, I didn't really care about them too much. But yeah, owning your owning your data is important. Uh, you know, the other argument that I've seen. Did you? Oh, you you cut out for a second. Yeah, I noticed that my blue light went away. Ah, okay. The other part. The other part that I've seen, or the other argument that I've seen, is people that are in favor of uh, Twitter comments or Facebook comments is the loss of anonymity. So, if you have only Facebook comments enabled, unless you want to have like a ghost Facebook page, that's you. So, you right. kind of lose you kind of lose some of the trolling in in comment areas. Sure. Which is a, which is a, I mean that's that in and of itself is a tough topic. 
Um, I mean, we've talked about it before just with, with our site in terms of trying to begin to kind of turn the corner and say, okay, no, you, you need to actually use like a human being's name when you're commenting because um, otherwise it's just too easy. I mean, we don't want to go the extent of you know requiring some other third-party system to verify somebody. I think that's probably a little bit too far to solve that problem. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's an issue. Uh, I mean, but the this in particular I think solves the – or the WordPress.com commenting edition, I think, solves another commenting problem, which is the barrier to entry for leaving comments in the first place. And uh, even if it is a Facebook-only system on, on you know WordPress blogs, when I comment on stuff, it is kind of nice because I'm usually probably already signed in to just, like, it already has my information to fill it out and to go. You know, I mean, not to say that I wouldn't have filled out my information and commented anyway, but the more you lower that barrier to entry for commenting, the probably the more comments you're going to get, which is good for everything. It's good for everybody. Yeah, I kind of go both ways on that argument. Uh, you think I the think barrier should be higher? Or? No, I think oh. that the barrier to entry with just putting in your name and your email address in an optional website sometimes isn't all that people really claim it is sometimes. Uh, sure. You may remember there was a guy that I... Uh, convinced because he uh, stupidly had registration required in order to leave a comment and he wasn't ah, getting very many comments on a, very, yeah. Yeah, on a very popular blog and I I told him, I said, hey, you need to really uh, not require registration and, and, and he said, well, what's the difference if people still have to put in their name and their email address and my argument to that is, well, for one, if you do it once, then it's going to cache it and it'll probably have it there the next time you're there unless you're constantly clearing your cookies and everything. Right. Uh, but also, I think people are – anybody that's going to comment on a post, they're pretty used to that, being putting in something. Sure. And I actually think there's a lower barrier to entry by just throwing that in there and commenting versus – you know, you have to be simultaneously logged into Facebook or Twitter, so you really have a similar barrier to entry on those. And I just don't think it's that big of a deal uh, to put those things in there. So I don't, yeah, I, mean, I don't I, think the barrier of entry is too high. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody can agree that requiring reg- registration is just crazy. I mean, you have to have a really legitimate good reason to require somebody to create an account on your site. Most of the time you don't even really need to, depending on what kind of site you're doing. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still waiting on my uh, gift from him because he actually got mentioned because it was a, it's an Auburn website and he got okay. mentioned on a nationally broadcasted radio show soon after uh, based on a post that he did. And if he required registration, I guarantee you he still wouldn't have had more than a dozen comments, and he got like a hundred comments on the post or something, some ridiculous number of comments. So I'm waiting makes on my a gift basket. <laughs> gift yeah. basket. And every hundred comments, every, you deserve a gift basket for that one. That's right. And I can also get some uh, WordPress karma because uh, I also simultaneously convinced him to enable the full posts on his RSS feeds, which is an argument for another day, but go ahead and give oh, myself yeah, no, I mean, back that, to that too. Sounds like that guy was making all of the wrong decisions as far as providing stuff for, you know, uh, you know, lock, lock down comments to only those who, who register and don't even offer full 
detailed RSS feeds. That's uh, that's awesome. He's a work. Yeah, he's a he's a work in progress. It's yeah, a good yeah. thing he's an Auburn fan, and I'm willing to give him free help. <laughs> that helps. I'm sure he appreciates it. Um, what what else you want to talk about? We've got we've got about I don't know half a dozen things here to pick from. There's one story I I don't even really want to touch, and I, I think you know which one I'm talking about. I think everybody knows which one we're talking about. I think it's worth bringing up. Uh, we don't have to get too much into it or too opinionated about it, which may well, be the best the, okay. stance to take for our scenario. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I you know, I, I don't think there's any. I mean, we can definitely have our opinions about it. I mean, um, uh, I think everybody has seen enough to to think one thing or another. But what we're talking about, uh, if you missed the site in the past uh, half a week or so. Um, really just last Friday through today, which is Tuesday, uh, a bit of a, of a, of a community scuffle, uh, went down or is still going down, I suppose, between, uh, Yost Valk and WPMU dev, um, which, you know, it's, I think it's worth brief. I mean, it's worth talking about because that's what this podcast is about. That's what our whole site's about. Uh, but at the same time, we don't want to indulge in it too much because I think it's ongoing. Well, I think for the, it's ongoing, but I also think, I mean, for the most part, it's between these these two um, these two groups uh, or these two people, and it you know it's just not well, it's not very productive to to yeah. really wallow in it. But anyway, so I think we would have done a disservice to not to not mention it at all. Put, yeah, to not mention it, and not put something on the site when well, it sure. is news yeah. between two extremely high profile. Absolutely. organizations or, or personalities mm-hmm. uh, in WordPress. But uh, would you like to give a rundown of exactly yeah. kind of yeah, what happened? So um, I'll, I'll give I'll give a rundown of the events, uh, I guess, from our perspective or from the community's perspective, um, because honestly, when it comes to timelines, there's uh, – oh, uh, and maybe uh, see if you agree with me or not. When it comes to the timelines of the actual events, like going back a, f- a few weeks – I think there's a, a good deal of, you know, he said, she said going on um, in terms of, like, people sort of the, the, the parties disagreeing on what happened when or how certain things happened. So here's here's what happened, like, when we learned it. Um, on uh, this past Friday, we caught news uh, via Yost Vox blog that he um, had an issue with something uh, from with a plug-in that WPMU dev um, was was selling and was distributing uh, for free uh, via WordPress.org. Um, it was an SEO plugin that uh, he claimed on his blog uh, infringed on his copyright and that he uh, put into that post that he also sent them a cease and desist letter that morning. So we posted about it, uh, uh, about that event happening, and then uh, there was a response from James Farmer of WPMU Dev over the weekend uh, sort of explaining his side of the story. And at this point, um, and there's a lot, I mean, there's there's clearly frustration and some anger on both sides. I mean, I think that's pretty fair to say, right? Um, yeah. And uh, I, think the, I think the one thing, um, and, and it, it, nothing's, as far as I can tell, resolved. I think at this point it's become a legal uh, issue, and we'll put both. We have uh, a couple of stories up on the site, maybe more by the time, uh, this podcast is, is is published, depending on when I actually get it up. Um, but we'll make sure that the the stories are all linked up in the uh, show notes that you can check out, because there is 
Uh, they're so far, I think a couple of like our top two most commented posts so far this month. It's still early in the month, but they're uh, uh, pretty fiery. Um, everybody's kind of picked a side, and it's gotten kind of messy. But um, I think the one thing worth pointing out in terms of really understanding this story is that the complaint from uh, Yoast about the SEO plugin from WPMU Dev, his claim and his uh, what his cease and desist was related to didn't. It wasn't about the code being used from his plugin or being copied from his plugin. Or right. inspired by, or whatever the language, uh, different language has been used. It wasn't about the code itself or about specific licensing. It was about copyright. He was saying that code was being used from his plugin, and he wasn't being attributed. He wasn't being included in terms of, uh, of in, a, in a copyright sense. So it's um, it's not so much. I mean, some people want to make it about a GPL thing, which you know. Uh, in this case, it's really not. I mean, it, it is in the sense that, yes, you can do what you want with it as GPL code. However, um, in this case, Yoast is saying that he should be attributed for what he did or what he says he did. I mean, it's all – it gets – obviously, it gets it all gets really hairy once, uh, once it's a, a legal issue and uh, a lot less fun, I suppose, to talk about on the blog because – um, I don't know. I have to be. A lot, we have to be a lot more careful about what we say, right? <laughs> yeah. In ter- in well, terms, well, all those, all the you know, stupid little things like being factually correct and all that stuff that we normally <laughs> couldn't care less about, right? Um, well, I, I think you actually did a, a pretty nice job of summarizing in the posts that what was said and and yeah. where fault, well, what, where where they thought each went in the wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I see, I see it in the I see it in the chat room um, that uh, uh, Dre mentioned, which I think I think there's almost a, a collective sense, um, at least that I see, sort of as the comments start to dwindle, and you know, I, I know it's probably my overall opinion about it is that hey, this it would have been nice if all of this could have been handled behind closed doors. I mean, I know, you know, there are probably a number of reasons why um, they each thought, you know. We've got to get public with this, but you know it's never fun to see negative stuff go down in public, right? Yeah, and and both of them would also claim that they made efforts behind closed doors before it went to this, and obviously, right. obviously, Yoast had to make a move to with the cease and desist letter, but in addition to that, posting about it on his blog, and then from there, it's going to go. Uh, but both of them did, I believe, claim to try to do it behind closed doors, but. You know, I guess at some point somebody's going to feel a sense of frustration. Um, one more thing, I guess, from WPMU Dev's side would be that um, they, as, just as far as a note about the SEO plugin, part of what I think Yost was up, uh, originally upset by, not part of his cease and desist letter, but what he was upset by was that the WPMU Dev plugin, they have a pr- what they call a premium version of the plugin, which is part of their subscription package mm-hmm. for WPMU.org, and they released the free version, which I guess the free version is the portion that WPMU Dev says has the most of the copied code from the from the programmer that they hired, and he had taken that code and 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 copied it without the copyright notice in there, uh, and that had had some oversight, but WPM. WPMU Dev basically said that, 
you know, there's a lot of other things that they put on top of it. And though they miss things, it's, you know, they don't claim to have copied the entire uh, plugin. Right. So I, there's a lot of caveats in there. I think everybody would probably be better off by reading our posts and, and going to the links of each individual blog post and kind of sort through it as best you can and with an objective eye, if you care at all. <laughs> right, right. Um, I mean, yeah, because it, it, it can definitely suck up a lot of otherwise productive time um, really digging too far into into this stuff, which, which is, you know, I would say, I mean, in this case, it's probably a pretty isolated issue between these two. I don't see the the, the reach of it expanding um, like some WordPress scandals have and, and, and drama stuff has in the past. But uh, it, normally we wouldn't be able to, to say even necessarily, um, you know, when or if code had been copied. But actually, uh, and this was linked up in our second post on it, the developer of WPMU's SEO plugin uh, put up a post basically apologizing for his role in everything. Um, and his role he described as, you know, yes, definitely taking, uh, or he's, I forget exa- his exact words, but I believe it was something along the lines of influenced by, um, he definitely, you know, sort of cop to, uh, taking code or using code and not properly, uh, attributing it. So in that case, we do have some probably solid, um, uh, ju- justification for assuming that's kind of what went down. So now, I mean, it's definitely the case, and I'll, I'll say uh, say this and, and see what you think. But there's probably not too much more that's fun to talk about with this, or that that, that that's that interesting. I will say that I think uh, this is the way this all went down is probably a good study in maybe how not to deal with community issues or community um, disagreements. I mean, you think that'd be fair? I mean, this. Di- it's not. Uh, it's definitely not a shining example of the community solving things within themselves, right? I, I certainly think that's true. Uh, and you know, it's not like this is the first time that there's been this kind of issue. I mean, Matt Mullenweg and Chris Pearson had a very public battle that was uh, right. equally as unnecessarily public <laughs> right. uh, but it was public and yeah. mm-hmm. unfortunately we kind of went there again on a smaller scale but still two people uh, James Farmer the CEO of WPMU Dev that has a reach of thousands right. or probably hundreds of thousands as, as far as his reach but c- probably right. thousands of customers and then Joost who has an extremely high profile probably the person considered the most uh, renowned as far as WordPress SEO and has, you know, a million downloads of his different plugins. So two very high profile people, uh, that it's unfortunate to see something like that come up. And yep. I guess it can happen, but it's, it's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think they, they would both agree to that, you know, um, we'll see how it goes and, and, you know, keep covering it on the blog and, uh, hopefully all gets cleared up before too long. Um, switch back to our notes since I had all those posts up. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, we were talking about this a little bit. We we're kind of breaking our rules and talking a little bit before the podcast got started. Um, I, I think I'm not exactly sure how we would phrase this on the site. 
uh, because we've actually never done anything like this before, but I think we almost need like a prediction category. Like we need a space or maybe we just need to take some 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 liberty in the posts and sort of predict where when certain things are going to happen, particularly in this case where I Hold on. Th- huh? So you basically just said uh, we need to start some rumors? Not rumors necessarily. <laughs> I mean, oh. would that be the correct oh. way to – because it doesn't really count as a rumor if it's us saying it, right? Then it's just – <laughs> what, do we have some sort of authority that makes a rumor not a rumor? No, no, but like, isn't a, isn't by definition a rumor something that you like hear people talking about? Is it a rumor if we just put up a post to say, "Hey, we think this is going to happen"? Rumor, like, well, yeah, I suppose <laughs> it seems. Like it a, seems uh, I was actually saying that I don't think we could even validate a rumor just by starting it ourselves. I don't think that necessarily makes it a rumor. <laughs> um. Is, Okay, so whatever we I, – I then how about I phrase it this way? I have a prediction. That's um, fine. No, I like the rumors category. I think that's a good one to put on the Why do you like rumors side. instead of predictions? <laughs> because rumors is more spicy. It's so more what, fun. What's, our, what's our sentence URL for that? Is it WPCandy slash started a rumor slash <laughs> – like how do we – okay, so we need a rumor category. Uh, yeah, we got to th- – those sentence URLs, we got to think about those. Can't go about those it quickly. Adds, it adds a whole other kink. Uh, to the whole thing but in this case i think it's i don't even i wouldn't even call it a rumor i I think this is valid enough to be a prediction um and it would be a if we had a if we had a prediction like mark on the side i don't think it would be very often used because we're not usually that bold or honestly we don't usually have that great of ideas about where things are headed in the future on your on on the scale of truthiness for a <laughs> prediction, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would put this one uh, as as Pretty likely high. very good. Likely very good. <laughs> likely very good. I you know I'm, I'm modest about it, so I'll, I'll drop these in for uh, a few links into the chat so that the people listening now will see what has led me to this rumor prediction truthiness statement. We've got a comment that was on one of our blog posts. I've got a couple of tweets, which is still a word that I don't like saying. Agree. Ag- agreed. We need. To, I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. Uh, we should come up with a alternative word. Yeah. Um, like when me and my wife are talking about giving our dog a treat. We've uh-huh. we just have to come up with a different word for treat, so we need to do that for tweet. It's just something about the the T and the E sound together that just is kind of odd. Anyway, uh, those three, um, <laughs> which actually a couple of the links were destroyed because of Twitter's terrible uh, hash bang URLs, but um, they're all Studio Press related. It's actually all Brian Gardner's uh, comments. One on a blog post that we did, and then two others on Twitter. My prediction is that we're going to see a Genesis child theme marketplace uh, in the coming weeks. Um, this is based off of we had a post up about Mojo themes and uh, Mojo themes and Themify in a partnership, and he left a post or he left a comment in response to someone who kind of mentioned the idea of a Genesis-based marketplace. And Gardner left a response to that person saying, just want to thank you for this comment. You'll know why at some point in the relatively near future. But in the meantime, wanted to say how much I appreciated you leaving this. And then he, the stuff on Twitter is him um, pinging two people who I know do a lot of Genesis child themes. Uh, he pinged them uh, just this past week 
saying that he wanted to talk to them about something really interesting, uh, just like in quick succession after each of them. So that's my prediction is that in the next, I would say, probably 30 to 60 days, we'll see a Genesis child theme marketplace. What do you think? I'm going to – I put it less than 14 days. Less, you think it's that quick? Yeah. Okay, so we need um, – I, uh, so we need some we need some some betting we need something to bet on here then because now we've got like a ca- now we've got a calendar right now we're picking days I, th- I right. say it's I say it's, it sounds like it's more like a month out it doesn't sound like it's a week out you're saying this know. time next week it's likely that we'll be talking about it on the show because I would still give myself no, credit for for nailing that prediction if that's the case well that, last time I looked at a calendar fourteen days was two weeks. Well, but like in the fourteen days range, I thought you said okay. I thought you said less than two, <laughs> I thought you said less than fourteen days. I did. So that's two weeks. Well, okay. All right. So late next week then, <laughs> before uh, the end of next week. Okay. Uh, before two Tuesdays from now. So within the next two shows, you think we'll, we'll see one? I think by it'll June, take longer than that. I'll say by June twenty first, midnight June twenty first. All right. Let me let me scribble that down. That's. That is the first day of summer, right? That, I don't know. You're asking the wrong <laughs> person that question. Uh, but we both we both agree that it is likely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's very likely. They so, say okay. they say in reporting, if you have two sources, then you can go with it. I don't really know what the deal is if you have two sources from the same person because we have well, two instances if at that was minimum. The case, I mean, well, if that was the case, we never have two sources for pretty much anything. I mean, we, <laughs> right? I mean, well, it's for, really one for things that aren't publicly announced, I guess. Oh, I, I see know. what you mean. I we're see. talking about reporting and we're bloggers. <laughs> so yeah, what do we know? We're, we're those evil or we're dumb evil bloggers. bloggers. <laughs> That's exactly what we are. Um, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. uh, I, I don't know exactly how to phrase it, but yeah, maybe... Maybe the safest way to do it is to create a rumor category um, yeah. that we'd have to be pretty judicious with, so we didn't just take anything and excuse me and run with it. But that's deserving of some uh, some talk, I think. Yeah, I mean Brian definitely put out he, some attention to yeah. pretty well known child themed designers. Um, Brad Potter's one that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head that yeah, it, it was, seemed he he had some private chats with. It was Brad uh, Potter and and Bill Erickson were the two that I caught. Uh, Bill Erickson, that's right. He was, he was pulling in, which I know they each work a lot with with Studio Press. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Gardner commented on our stinking site, like he, he, <laughs> he, that's on purpose. He's not doing this stuff in public to not get somebody noticing. So yeah, uh, yeah. There was a comment saying they should do this, and then he said, "I'm glad you said that." <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, the truthiness meter is is off the charts. That's what we need in order to do this. We need a truthiness scale that goes along with the rumor posts, almost like our like our our, our scale for like rating things out of mints, like ha- how truthy something happens to be, maybe how much mint you get or how less of mint you get. I don't know. Got to figure something out. There's an there's an idea in there somewhere. 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 Um, one thing I wanted I to think- bring. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. Talk about when we we talked about whether it will happen, but what does it mean if it happens with ah, okay. the development of? I mean, is that going to spur multiple child theme marketplaces, and what does that well, mean as far as? It's it's funny that this comes up uh, as a complete rumor this week because we were talking about themes and sort of what 
effect they have on the larger community just last week. I remember our awesome uh, – no, I don't give you credit. My awesome analogy to – what was it, like <laughs> microwaves and fresh food or something? I don't know. I, <laughs> you, you did bring in the food analogy, but yeah. I nailed it. You probably did. Uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, but we talked last week about <laughs> – the the relative influence that theme frameworks can have depending on whether they are free or not that was that was the bulk of the conversation last time so honestly i think in the case of of studio press if it was a genesis theme marketplace um i mean it, it's definitely i mean it would I, I don't because genesis is one of the themes or one of the one of the the frameworks that i think is um I don't know, a little bit more walled garden, like because it is like you got to buy it and you sort of buy into their community. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't see it being disruptive to very many. And I guess I guess I limit that. Why I say that hmm. is I think it could disrupt things like I know Theme Garden has a Genesis child themes category, uh, which obviously they wouldn't look to, you know, stop that. I don't, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't want their, you know, their themes available anywhere. But um, honestly, because it's not just a, a generic like buy and sell WordPress themes here, because it's specific to that theme framework, I don't know that w- we would see ripples outside of their own sort of corner of, of the market. What do you think? Yeah, I think I pretty much disagree. All right, go for it. Uh, What's the best? Not that I disagree that it may not upset other frameworks like other free frameworks for instance but um i do think that there's a pretty solid community at studio press and the biggest thing that i think they have on their side is the type of framework they are which we discussed last week Mm -hmm. Uh, but they've got a lot of child themes built for genesis and they have a pretty solid number of people that also have fairly high profiles that develop for Genesis. And I think it would be an attractive place to go to say, this is somewhere where, you know, they're doing a good job. They're, they got a lot of stuff on the street. This is where I'm going to put my efforts versus some others where if there are going to be other marketplaces or whatnot, or, uh, or even theme garden, I you know, you're right. Theme garden totally has some child themes there, but it's not like an official place of, Genesis child themes. Right. It's you know it's a marketplace that accepts child themes. Well, so I think you've actually swayed me. You're I think you're right that it does. Uh, it it would offer a bit more to those guys who are maybe like particularly if if they're developers making child themes for multiple frameworks or that are even like making themes using multiple frameworks to have a dedicated marketplace for one of them would be a significant selling point. Like that, th- that would be disruptive in that sense. And when you have your child theme probably vetted in order to get into that dedicated marketplace, like an official marketplace for Studio Press, some sort uh, of review or, team that goes over, yeah, some, to yeah, some sort of right, some sort of review similar to the .org uh, theme review team that's going to say, hey, this theme's legit. You know, it's it, it it's well coded and. Uh, this is worth buying. There's there's some weight that can be played on that. Uh, and I think part of that probably – we can probably substantiate some of that with uh, – I'm going to use Allure Themes as an example. Uh, Lisa Sabin Wilson's 
feminine theme shop, which we've covered a good bit on WP Candy. Self-described feminine theme shop. That's not us being judgmental. That's that's the whole point of her her theme shop is these are themes for women. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, but she's built it out to to be compatible to multiple platforms, and Press right. Seventy Five even dabbled in that, that arena as well. Uh, and that's what makes me think that, you know, the Studio Press and 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 Genesis as a as a parent theme, and a, and a framework is probably going to become one of those standards if those standards evolve. Uh, well, I guess here's maybe another way to look at it, and this is you know carrying our our rumor slash truthy um, uh, prediction maybe a little bit farther than we need to, but. If that popped up, do you see other frameworks following suit and, and kind of creating their own uh, framework-specific marketplace? Do you see that happening? Because, I mean, what would be the other – I mean, do you, would you see – what are the other ones? Like a builder marketplace? Would you see a, a thesis marketplace? Would you see – you know what I mean? Like would those start popping up as well? Yeah, I totally think thesis skins or, you know, builder themes could have their own marketplace. Okay. Um, it depends on the model of the theme company, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're like Woo Themes, for example, I don't know that they would do that because they have a ton of themes, and also part of their subscription package is to get access to all their child themes. So if they start letting other people sell one-off child themes on their own site, then it may not fit their model as well. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think, and this kind of goes back to the discussion from last week, but just kind of, I haven't really even thought about this myself, but do you think that, that fragmented marketplaces for all the various child theme or various theme frameworks, do you think that that would be a positive move for the WordPress community? Do you think that would be a, a good thing or would that maybe, I think one of the things we mentioned last week that I haven't actually, I spent time this week writing another editorial and not the one that I said I was going to write. Uh, but we talked <laughs> about, um, like one of the things that bothers me at least is when tutorials are written that could very well apply to any WordPress theme, but because someone is maybe most comfortable with, um, you know, if it's Genesis or if it's another another theme framework, they write it as, you know, a that framework, uh, like a brand framework tutorial and how this maybe does causes some unnecessary fragmenting of, right. of, you know, if nothing else, WordPress tutorials in a similar sort of way would having multiple marketplaces like this not do a similar sort of thing would that maybe not maybe it's not bad but is it maybe like less than ideal um, right for what we could be doing well i think one of my favorite things about wordpress is that when people see that there's a problem or a hole to fill those problems usually get solved and those holes get filled and i think there's a strong argument to make for people that are going to say I only develop Genesis themes, so this is awesome that there's this StudioPress dedicated theme shop or one for iThemes or Thesis or whoever. Uh, and then when you have the people that say, I don't know what I want, I'm looking for a WordPress theme. Well, that's why we have themes, things like WP Candy's Theme Finder or more recently one that's gotten some traction is uh, Theme Sorter mm-hmm. that will help you you know, view a bunch of different themes and they'll sort them different ways, tag them different ways or whatnot. And you can look at it without that fragmentation. Uh, Hmm. But for the people that want to look specific to their segment of the market or their framework, then those dedicated marketplaces can be there with 
authority of the marketplaces behind them sure. to kind of support their quality. Well, I'm, I'll be curious to see. Actually, this reminds me of one of the other things I had on the uh, the list here. Um, I mean, it, it'll probably be tough to get too much further into it and debate it until it actually happens, which, like you said, will happen, what did you say, tomorrow? I think you said tomorrow or maybe by Friday this will happen. So we'll we'll see if you're right or not. This podcast is recorded. <laughs> People, wait, what? Since when? No, what I wanted, uh, a similar sort of thing, um, this is actually the editorial that, It'll probably it'll likely go up in the morning, uh, right along with this, um, but I haven't talked to you about yet. And it's related to all these different theme brands and theme shops and frameworks and things like that. Um, theme options screens or options panels pages. I, I think options screens is the proper like WordPress terminology for it um, because pages have like screen options on them. Uh, my gripe in this editorial is about how so many themes anymore are sort of going their own way and creating their own branded, styled, unique, non-standard UI for their screen options or for their screen op- for their for their theme options. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually, I mean, I've been kind of compiling a list of offenders of this, but I mean, if you've played around with any. Um, you know, commercial WordPress themes at all, you've definitely seen this in action before. I mean, I'm sure you have. Like, uh, So you're going to call people out? Well, th- that's my plan for the editorial, mostly because, like, for a couple different reasons. One, I don't like passive-aggressive criticism. Like, I don't like saying, well, the problem is that some people do this, this, and this. It's like, no, okay. <laughs> I'm ex- These guys, these are the offenders. These are the ones that I know that are doing it. So that's one reason, but also because, like, I don't know, in my maybe slightly too idealistic uh, uh, mindset, I'd like to maybe see some of this change over time. And if we have a list on the, on the actual post, we can actually track that and say, oh, you know, changed as of whenever. Because honestly, I think, so I don't know, if you go from uh, trying to, I have to pull up my list here, but you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever used a, like, not to say that they're the only ones that do it because there's honestly like 20, 30 theme shops on this list. Uh, Woo Themes, for instance. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen their theme options? Uh, that's uh-huh. a vendor. Uh, Themify. Have you seen their theme options? I think Themify is a greater offender. Also an offender. Uh, let me see. I know Templatic is because that was one I checked. I know that. Oh, I'm pretty sure. You know the um, uh, options frame. What is it? Uh, option tree. Yeah, Dev. That, oh, that's different. No, I was option, thinking the option, one that Dev Option did. tree is the. Um, Plugin, I think that Theme Forest Marketplace people are encouraged to use. Right, I mm-hmm. haven't checked yet, but I'm pretty sure that one is an offender as well. I think Option Tree, and then I know his Twitter handle Devin says. I uh, can't remember his name. WPTheming.com, maybe. Okay. He has developed an options framework that's close to Woo Themes, and that's actually why you said Woo Themes is an offender, but I almost find that hard to believe because everybody copied Woo Themes, so it's almost like a standard. <laughs> well, but I, I guess my 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 problem with all of these people doing their own thing is that I think they're spending a lot of time and in, in being creative in a space that doesn't need creativity. Like, there is a standard way that um, WordPress screens should look. So if you look at the general like options or general settings page, or you look at, you know, WordPress has a user interface. They have a design. There's there's sort of a an implicit guideline there. 
if you need to put something on the screen, it's supposed to look a certain way. All of these theme options screens, like the vast majority of commercial theme makers, whether they you know copied or borrowed ideas from other people or not, they're all or mostly most all of them are kind of going their own direction with it. I, uh, yeah, I understand. I, I think your that's gripe. a bad thing. I understand your gripe. I will defend them a little bit and say that. To, to my understanding, until very recently, it was kind of a mess to try to work your way through the UI to make it look like the native one and actually use those elements. Um, well, I, but can't, I, I can't speak to the past, but, it, I mean, in the last, I don't know. I hear now it's pretty simple, like it's or it's much yes. simpler to use the native UI so that – and this is the biggest thing, in my opinion, like, for instance, who maybe WooThemes or whoever's – looked pretty similar to the native UI when they first did it, but as the WordPress uh, UI changes and admin changes, everything looks different, there isn't going to change with it unless it's built off of it. So I think that's the biggest advantage and the long-term time saver for somebody building in theme options is to use the system that's in place because as WordPress changes, yours will change with it, and you'll save yourself some headaches down the road. Yes, I think that's one of the key ones is that it's a waste it's a waste of a developer's time. And like because because like you're saying they're going to have to support it, they're going to have to continue continue working with it, but like at the very be- you know, just to start with, why spend so much time like I said kind of being creative with something that if it works well, people should spend very little time on. Like it seems like a stupid place to spend a lot of time and to invest a lot of time and to force yourself to invest a lot of time. That's one way I think it's it's a bad idea. Another way, I think it is, I think it's, I'll go as far as saying I think it's hostile to the user. And here's why. Um, I think that when it comes to proper user experience design, and this is something that I have to like pretend and use words that I probably don't even really understand <laughs> when I say, so I'm going to try to fake it. Uh, but what little understanding I have with, you know, uh, you know, proper uh, user experience design, UI design, which are two different things, but um both kind of come into play here. It's kind of it's it's most or a good portion of it is about anticipating what the user, uh, anticipating what the user will anticipate, or um, if it's done well. In other words, the user will be able to anticipate what to what what to do or what to tweak in order to make something happen. They won't have to think really hard. They won't have to learn something new. And when that works out really well, uh, there's actually a, a good example of this. Um, that I saw during the keynote at WordCamp Raleigh. Uh, there were, or it wasn't the keynote, I think it might have been Jane Wells' talk about some of the changes to the WordPress UI for 3.2. And she kind of talked through, it's impossible to really describe here, but basically, you know, if you've ever edited a comment, like in the, like the quick edit uh, within the comment screen or from the dashboard, if you have the widget up, there's a, uh, you can approve and reply or I should say it gives you options. You can approve a comment. You can spam a comment. You can reply, quick edit, all those things. And there's a change in 3.2, which is kind of neat. If uh, Previously, if you wanted to reply to a new comment, but it was like not approved yet, you'd have to approve it and then hit reply and reply to it. Uh, and now in 3.2, if you have an unapproved comment, you can click reply and the the submit button for that reply will now say approve and reply. Mm. So you can make both of those into one action so that there's not an unnecessary time delay between each of those. It can be approved and replied to in the same step. 
I think that's an example of, you know, it working really well, of something that somebody would anticipate working that way, and then when it does, it's, you know, celebration for everybody. Like, it works out beautifully. But when it doesn't, and this is where I think all these theme, theme option screens, this, they go the opposite route. They force people to learn new things, which I think can have a number of results. But if nothing else, it means if you're switching to a new theme with a new theme option screen, you've got to learn a whole new system, which, like, who wants to do that? I mean, not to say that right. it's a big thing to learn, you know, to like go through textbooks and learn this stuff, but it's that extra like visual and mental weight to go through it and to figure out how this new one works. Um, and yeah, in general, I think I totally agree with you. Uh, I do think before, and actually Justin Tyler said it was 2.8 when uh, a lot of the functionality was built in to be able for plugins and themes to plug into the uh, admin settings okay. ui or whatever mm-hmm. um but pre 2.8 i really don't blame the people that weren't like really bad offenders you know they just were doing something probably that was easier at the time i think now the systems are in place the ui is pretty good and it's probably time for people to adopt what's built in well i think so i think uh, uh tadlock mentioned it's reinventing the wheel i mean they're uh, I would I would I would say that for the vast majority of elements or or things that you need to accomplish with the WordPress UI it's been dealt with and and there's a, there's a, a way to make that happen. But even in the cases where there's not, if there's some display or some way of doing things, I mean, yes, in small ways it would be okay to sort of break out of the mold to do something necessary. I mean, I think there are examples of of many um you know, even lead developers that have done that in their own plugins. But at the same time, you know, there should be some effort to if there if there are changes that need to be made or if there are some styles that need to be created, you know, uh, uh, join in with the UI team instead of creating something brand new. Try to try to improve WordPress itself to make it so that it can handle any elements that that you know theme page or that option screens need to throw at it. Um, you know, don't you know? It's just this whole silo effect of let's all create our own option screen, or maybe a few people create an option screen and everybody else kind of takes cues from them, but. It just it just seems yes it's nitpicky but I mean that's kind of what my editorials are about <laughs> is, is doing just that um, but yeah I think uh, I think it's definitely worth I think it's worth I think it's worth saying and I think it's worth making a a list of uh, of all the offenders that I know of and and this list is is getting pretty large um, I'll probably limit it just to like you know. It, particularly because of the options tree, I'll just limit it to, hey, uh, theme forest themes. Probably most of them, if not all of them. Uh, I'm not going to go through and list authors that I know of because that would take... You're going to go through all of theme madness? Well, yeah. I mean, we've got we've got a list of, of all these. Um, I see in the in the chat room somebody said Obox. I mean, I'll, virtually everyone. And actually, uh, the reason that this came up at this particular part of the podcast is we were talking about about uh, Genesis a minute ago with our rumor mill segment, which we need, we need a jingle for now, uh, <laughs> our truthiness meter. Um, they, they actually, and I've, 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 uh, you know, I don't develop a lot with Genesis, but what little I've spent time with, it is one of the, the themes that I wouldn't put on that list. I'm pretty sure that they do follow, and I could be wrong because I haven't used it recently, but I'm pretty sure that, that they follow standard UI conventions uh, and stick kind of with the WordPress look and feel as, other, you know, plenty of other themes do, but that's what kind of brought this uh, idea to mind is that they're actually, I don't think they have to go on the list, which is cool. You know the other way to not be on your list? 
How's that? Not have theme options. You know, I mean, uh, oh, and another thing, I forgot this completely. I don't know why. This is also something that I'm, that I'm uh, planning on including. Not only the the screen options thing, but similar to like what we were talking about with the menu humility stuff before, put your options in the correct place in the dashboard. I mean, we we have to be in agreement on this. If you have options for the theme, it should go well. Where, Brian? You tell me. Where should theme options go? Under the appearance menu, that's where they should go. Right? Did I lose you? No, I turned my mic off. <laughs> oh. Okay, I Wait, agree I with you. Total. I didn't assume that. Yeah, no. I said, I said yes three times, and then I realized <laughs> I muted my mic so I could plug in my computer. Naturally, I, I, I'll just assume that next time if I don't hear a response. Like, oh, he turned off his. Mic we were. Clearly. We've had a relatively uh, technical, positive podcast, so I needed to screw that up. Exactly. That's and, and the and the intro went far too far too well. We had to. That's right. Throw in some some things here there but yeah i see in the also in the chat room uh plug plug in options theme options put them under the appropriate uh section i think at this point i'm like i think just on wp candy we have at least four or five plugins that have created their own button on the dashboard and i you know one of the reasons i like ability it's being installed i assume uh would you say plug-in humility or menu menu humility no, menu humility is in there already. Um, uh, so that pushes everything down, but still they all sit down at the bottom. And I suppose some of them create their own menu because they might have a couple of screens within the plugin options. But I mean, I suppose if you have a lot of them, but at the same time, there are ways uh, within a screen, like WordPress has a few different ways you have of doing this, of actually creating multiple screens within a screen, if that makes sense. Like you can have sub pages without requiring a whole nother dropdown. Uh, yes, you can put it. I wish I remembered the term. Well, they have, I mean, there's the tab, the tab uh, way that the theme pages use now for the, uh, that, you know what I mean? Like up by the navigation or up towards the top of the page, there are tabs. I don't know if you've seen this. It's yeah. not a section of the dashboard. We probably look at that often, like the themes and theme editor. But then there's also probably the less ideal way, but honestly, it'd be a way of doing it, uh, the same way that the um, like statuses are listed. If you're on the comment screen or the post screen or different things like that, you can look at like approved or you know spam or all those different things. Like it's, I think it's intended to, to separate states of a, of a thing and not necessarily pages, but... I mean, honestly, any of these things would be better sometimes than getting six or seven new top-level buttons on the dashboard. It's yeah, there's actually WordPress 3.1 uh, has some built-in admin menu handling. Uh, oh, the, the functions, you mean? Yeah, some new functions where you can specify where you, whether you want it to be top-level or within X or Y or Z menu item. Yeah, it's actually it's probably uh, something worth putting up a post about, maybe like a, a tutorial kind of showing how to do some of that. Because menu humility is nice, and I know there are some other uh, plugins that that do uh, these sorts of things in terms of um, allowing you to edit your menu. But I mean, I think those sorts of menu editors are less than ideal because then you have to edit the menu on every site that you want to use it on. And I'm sort of a fan of okay, let's just have like a tiny little plugin that we can either network activate or activate everywhere and it'll just sort of fix this problem on every site that we have. So it's probably worth uh, showing how to reorder, remove, and and kind of change 
where those dashboard menu items go. I think that's fair. Fair enough. Well, we've got a couple other things on here, but I don't know how much you. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about them or all, but I'm. I think I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. <laughs> You're I'm bored. Feel, well, I'm not bored, but I'm feeling like picks might be the right way to go. We've got uh, 2011. We can talk about. We've got a vault press thing. What, what do you want to do? You tell me. Um. I like the. We haven't talked much about 2011. I, I know that's, be... that, that's honestly what I put <laughs> on the thing. <laughs> we haven't talked enough about 2011, so so there's this thing. Okay, well you you talk about it a little bit. I'm tired of talking right now. Well, I've been following the commit stream, and they've really done a ton of work on the theme. Uh, as everybody or most people know, probably 2011 is going to be the default theme for 3.2. And, which is a part of like the initiative they started last year of hey, because it wasn't it was up until midway last year when what was it was it three I think I think it was yeah, up three, until three we were using the same standard theme. Yeah, Kubrick was shipping with WordPress forever. Yeah, and uh, with three point oh twenty ten became the standard theme. And uh, speaking of frameworks, twenty ten can essentially act as its own very well developed parent theme that you can. Call a framework if you want and to do so. People have done that. That's right. And uh, so 2011 is the next iteration of that, which is based off the Duster theme, which is a Ian Stewart uh, creation. And it's certainly not just a Duster theme. Uh, I mean, they've really gone back into it. I've seen so many tweaks and different things that they're doing to enhance it. I'm actually, I think it's really, really cool. Uh, I think it's a, a very a very exciting uh, theme. I'd, I might use it on a side or two, or at least play with it to see what some of the some of the new things are. But if I had to guess, I'd say some of the functions and and things that are built into 2011 will see popping into to new themes. And uh, mm-hmm. pretty excited about it. But it's got responsive design. Uh, it's got Two column and, and one column layouts, but my favorite part about the way it does one column is it actually, it's probably debatable as whether it's a good thing, but if you go single column, it changes the entire width. And that's, I love that because whenever a theme goes full width and it's still like 960 pixels or whatever, yeah, or drives me insane because it makes it totally unreadable mm-hmm. and it actually automatically shrinks it down to. I don't know, maybe 700 pixels, something less, where it's still very readable. So I really like that functionality. It's got post formats built in. It can be a photo blog pretty quickly. It's it's mm. a solid theme. So uh, I, I, this will actually be cool because I'll, I'll be up for a change soon. I mean, you've teased me before. I actually use 2010 for my own personal blog. <laughs> uh, yes. Because, well, I don't know why. Because, I mean, I like it, but... Uh, probably be switching. I might even, you know, try to grab a copy of it and switch, uh, switch even in the next day or so to 2011. I like it. Massive header, massive photo, right? Massive. Yeah, uh, but you can you can disable the header image pretty easily as well. Yeah, I mean, it makes me want to find an image that I've taken that's that, that that I could make that big and still be, you know, still kind of fit with my blog. But I mean, it's it's a pretty um, it, it's cool because it. Is sort of a I don't know what would you call it. It's like a it's like a step to the side. It's it's not a complete deviation from what 2010 is and what sort of you know makes it uh, significant. But it is it's it's different. Right. You know it's different. Yeah, it still looks. Yeah, it still looks similar. I think when people 
see it, and some people may like this or not, but when you see it and you you know 2010, you're going to say that's the WordPress theme. Ah, yeah. If you see it just the way it is. I mean, it's got that character of 2010, but it's a very different theme, I think. Right. And the, and the reason that it, that it caught my eye and I was like, oh, we need to actually um, spend some time talking about this or get it up on the blog or something like that because it's actually available now on WordPress.com. So it's actually an easy way to test it out. Um, we'll put a, a link in the show notes, but it's you know a really easy way to demo it and kind of test out the the responsiveness and what it does. Um, because otherwise, I'm not sure what the easiest way to test it out would be, at least until 3.2 is out, which uh, that's going to be the, by the end of this month, I think is the goal, right? Should see 3.2 uh, by the end of yeah, June. Yeah, I think so. I think June 30th was the goal date, and they've seemed to hit everything so far. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen any reason to think that we won't make it, or we that you know the the lead devs won't make it. Uh, they've released I think two betas now that have gone uh, pretty much on schedule, so we should see some release candidates soon, and uh, then it'll be out. I know it's already being tested on WordPress.com, uh, so we have a. Yeah, I think know, they said that yesterday. Is that right? Oh no, it's it's been tested for I think at least a week, if not longer. Mm. Um, I feel so like it's up there. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's out there. And so, well, we should see it complete and in place, which I'm actually really excited about because I want to be able to, to use, um, the new kind of snappier, faster, um, dashboard. I'm excited about the speed improvements there. I'm excited about, uh, distraction free writing. I think I'll probably use that quite a bit. Um, yeah, should be cool. Looking forward to it. And then I think the other, I mean, we, we might as well knock it out. We've got this one last item on here. Uh, I think you added it, the uh, the vault press story. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> you want me to talk about it? <laughs> well, I know that I I didn't look a lot at it, but I know um, a little bit. It, it sounds like was this just today that this happened, or that this went? Yeah, yeah, I just I just saw it today on the Vault Press blog. It looks like they have enabled some features that it's basically going to do some uh, site monitoring services that'll tell you uh, how often you're getting certain errors and how often your site is down. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to me. Uh, now, now, um, now Vault Press is a backup service from Automatic. It's a plugin. It's uh, VaultPress.com. It uh, you know it doesn't have very much menu humility. No, this was one of the uh, the, the the this is one of the plugins that needed humbled by uh, Jaquist plugin and, and shoved to the bottom because it uh, put itself on top. It does give some cool graphs and stuff on the dashboard that that are pretty neat. Um, if you do use it, it kind of I think they call it vitality that it sort of shows based on the amount you posted. And based on the number of comments and sort of the activity that your blog saw, here are the most, you know, here's your vitality score for the month, which is kind of neat. Um, but yeah, so they're going to be they're going to be monitoring for uh, server errors. I think it says if it's unable to contact your site for five consecutive hours, it'll send an, a, an email alert. Um, which, depending on your site, like five hours, it's a long time. I mean, I know for our site, I mean, we'd get. I don't even know how many. I mean, Vault Press. I think we'd have readers emailing us far <laughs> quite a ways before we'd have Vault Press notifying us if the site was down that long. Um, but I think uh, was it you or you said you read somewhere else that that you kind of wondered if um, this was just my my 
No, your your truthiness, your your Yeah, this is my rumor of the day. You had yeah, yours. You're a rumor monger as well. Uh, yeah. So my rumor mongering and my truthiness meter is probably pretty low on this. Uh for yeah, now. Probably. I mean I'll, I'll agree with you there. See there's they we have agreed. We have no, that's right. We have no sources. Um, this is just me thinking that it's very interesting that uh, Vault Press would have that kind of system where they're talking about how people's hosts are acting, basically. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, I don't know, it makes me think if they're somewhere down the road, if there's an avenue that Automatic is trying to go down where it's kind of like a halfway house between .com and .org uh, to where you have the flexibility of .com, but you get the reliability and all the loveliness that is uh, WordPress.com's system. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, so it'd basically be sort of the the opposite of a light option. It'd be like WordPress.com heavy, like you'd have, or, or maybe more like the, the VIP setup. But for yeah, similar to the VIP, right? Very similar to WordPress.com VIP, but for more average. So, like, you know, you can do plugins, you can do some things that every .org person wants. Maybe even control some of your own hosting setup, parts of it at least. But Mm -hmm. you know, you get the you get the built-in plugin pack. You get certain things that Automatic would want to do, and and and. You know, to make it to where they can make sure you're secure and everything else, obviously. Yeah. But you get some added flexibility that WordPress.com doesn't really have, and I wonder if maybe there's a uh, maybe there's a place down the road where they might do that. Yeah, and I think uh, that they have the perfect platform to potentially launch stuff like that. I mean, we talked about it uh, back when. Um, Jetpack was initially announced a, a few months ago now that on top of it being WordPress.com for anybody, it's also the ideal um, platform in the future for Automatic to launch other things with because they now not only have you know a microphone to reach their WordPress.com people when they launch things. I mean, that's, that's obviously they have that, but now they have at least a microphone into, or, or sort of a, a stage to talk to a good deal of self-hosted users as well. So right. if they, you know, adding in this monitoring and saying, hey, well, you know, it turns out your host sucks. Uh, hey, your host, yeah, your host really sucks. Well, that's going to be the perfect opportunity for them to say, and here's maybe a host you should be using. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. whether that's I don't know whether that's likely um, at all. I mean, I I kind of think that you know, in terms of of automatic, they would probably say that uh, the ideal WordPress, you know, not uh, the, the ideal hosted WordPress solution is what they've done with .dot com. Um, right. Because, well, they're probably I mean, why would they say- why would they want to necessarily? It wouldn't. I suppose it wouldn't be competing with themselves. Because, I mean, you can't. Can you do that? You know, you win either way, I guess, at that point. But well, it could was, just be a more expensive version of WordPress.com that. Yeah, perhaps that would that gives would be you. It. It'd still be called WordPress.com, but gives you some added flexibility, like .org users use, like for instance, being able to take any plugin from .org and, you know, well, using I'm, it on your WordPress.com blog. I'm fairly certain that that the way .com operates would actually be quite a bit different than what self-hosted users would be used to. Um, 
I think there are a number of different kind of changes as far as like how you know plugins are run and which plugins are run and things like that. But yeah, and and I don't I don't think my theory really makes all that much sense. Well, I, I mean, can't say probably, if your if your theory was true, there would be a lot of uh, a lot of disrupted, a lot of unhappy. <laughs> ho- well, not even not only just hosts. I mean, obviously uh, there would be uh, plenty of hosts who would be upset about that. But not only that, but WordPress specific hosts. I mean, we cover. Well, I mean, half a dozen of those, um, that would be a death blow to any of them. I mean, it, it well, would be a death blow, but that would be a threat if they did step out in that direction. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be good. It might not be ideal. Might not. Maybe not quite Not quite ideal. Um, so we don't have uh, – I was actually just kind of um, peeking into the WP Candy dashboard – um, to to find a pick because I know we're getting to that to that area, but it looks like um, we'll have to get a post up about this. But it looks like, and I think Tadlock might even be in the de- in the chat room. But it looks like the uh, DevPress.com blog is is kind of uh, firing back up. It looks like they've redesigned a little bit and have launched a new theme over there. So that might be worth a post. When um, did you find that? I just saw it right now, so it's not even in our system or anything like that. Breaking news. Breaking news on the podcast <laughs> that will probably go up a couple hours after this post goes up. Breaking <laughs> news. Uh, <laughs> crazy exciting. Um, so, yeah, just sort of a heads up about that. We'll have to get something up on the blog. Uh, do you want to lead off with your pick, or do you have one? Um, I think I might have seen you getting one just a minute ago, so I think you might have one. Oh, I, I so have a pick. <laughs> you so have a pick. All right, take take it away. There's this incredible new plugin. Incredible. That, incredible. Okay. And it is in response to the simplicity, the oversimplicity. Oversimplicity. Uh, oversimplicity, the tragedy that <laughs> is distraction-free writing. <laughs> All right. This is 3.2. Yeah, 3.2 comes with distraction-free writing, and okay. it just... It has too. It gives me too much focus on words and what I'm doing, and I need more distraction. And that's why I have downloaded the Nyan Cat plugin. Uh, Did I pronounce that correctly? Uh, I. You know what? I have no N- idea. N Y A N Cat. <laughs> this is a great opportunity for you to uh, to open up your awesome streaming capability. Oh yeah, you're right. Let me let me pull it up just a second. It's gonna take you. You talk for you talk for a second. Here, I'm linking. I'm linking it to you. Okay. Just well, click there to a the demonstration. Out. There's an outbound link from there. Oh, okay. Uh, well, just a second then. And this just gives you an opportunity to get distracted again. I mean, you've been in distraction-free mode for too long, and you need to get distracted. So, and where where am I pulling it from? From the plugin screen here? Is this would this be just click on the from or would it yeah? Be? Click on the first. Click on the first link. Oh, first link. All right. Hold on. It's just, it's got... Oh. Oh, no. Oh, it's terrible. Hold on a second. Let me me do that under control. No, just a second. (laughs) Down to like 8% on that and try it again. (laughs) This is the guy. So this is the Nyan Cat. Yeah, Nyan. Nyan, Nyan, Nyan. Nyan Cat. It's the Nyan Cat. And it just keeps going. Yeah, and it has a little counter there that says how long. Oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that stop. Oh man. So it okay, adds how long that did to you your just, 
uh, 15 seconds, I think, was how long it was. On. So that I adds tur- it to the distraction-free writing screen just to, to bring you out of your distraction-freeness. Yeah, it, it, it just gets you out of distraction-free mode. It gets you good and distracted, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah, that's a... And a, a guy named uh, The Micho on Twitter is where I saw that. His I think his real name's like... I don't know. I don't want to pronounce it. Uh, Mitch Michael. something or Mitchell something. I, don't I think know. I think his name is Michael. Um, or Michael? Who knows? Yeah, I think he's from C. I believe. Yeah, he's also uh, he's developed a number of more serious plugins. The probably the, the, the <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he's a pretty prolific contributor WordPress. But yeah, yeah. I think the most popular of his is uh, Yarp, the yet another related post plugin. Uh, How that plugin? <laughs> but he also, yeah, also the Nian Nian Cat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which looks like it has forty downloads so far. So that one's uh, it's performing exactly the way that you'd expect. It's it's new. It's new. It's new. Yeah, you know, you got to give it time. You know, you can't expect yeah. too much. Yeah. Wow. So I need to be distracted more. So that's mm-hmm. my pick. All right. Well, good work and on you, that one. Um, you need to pick. You need to put that in the show notes. Don't I, it, forget. N- well, we might. I'm not going to go as far as to give it the the show title because that would just look obnoxious as an image, but. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do a dedicated post and have a video demonstration. Oh yeah, clearly we need to. I mean, this is the stuff we need to be spending our time on. That's right. Um, what's your pick? Let me see here. I'm trying to choose between a few different ones, and I'm also trying to remember which ones I've picked in the past. Um, I'll tell you. Yeah, have we? Have either of us picked blog metrics before? I think we did. Uh. I don't recall doing that, but you okay. Remember blog metric? All right. Well, if you don't remember, then there's nobody else that's going to remember. Yeah. Um, okay. So my pick is a plugin called Blog Metrics. It's actually by Yoast of Volk. I didn't even realize that. Um, oh yeah. Did wait? Did we now? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think so. So okay. we actually fired up Blog Metrics. Um, it's a it's an internal. Uh, it's like a dashboard only plugin. It doesn't give you anything on the front end of your site. It just gives you stats specifically for authors, which we put on the site uh, just because we um, wanted to. We were sort of some infighting going on between WP Candy authors and sort of who was the who added the most content to the site, who contributed the most, uh, uh, and what have you. And so, in this case, um, Blog Metrics gives you your full. It gives like a, a you know full site wide stats for you know how many posts and how many average words per post, how many average comments per post. Uh, things like that. And then it also gives you individual authors. So it says, you know, uh, each of your authors contributed this many posts per month and this many average words per post, and each one generated this much in terms of conversation, uh, which is kind of fun um, If you, in terms of like, which I know, you know, you and I, Brian, have kind of gone back and forth because invariably I create more posts or more, you know, sort of raw posts. But uh, let me check. So far, for the last 30 days... I'm sure you're beating me I am. on I, all fronts. Well, see, here's the thing. I haven't written anything? Well, no, <laughs> you, you have some, not as many as I do, but the post, I mean, it's not about quality necessarily, it's about quantity. So where you've beaten me in past months, it looks like now I'm up to average comments on you. I have oh, 13.8 no. comments per post that I'm averaging, and you only have 11.8. Oh, so no. You've, uh, I need to write... You know, if you're going to get a, a Niancat post up, I think I might just have to do a post shaming you with these uh, <laughs> these blog stats because these these metrics are definitely weighed in my favor right now. But um, 
Yeah, so it just gives just you a Just wait screen. until I release my Nincat oh, UI yeah. plugin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just add it to the blog metric screen. Um, yeah, it's going to have little dancing cats on every menu. Every single menu, all the screens. Uh, so, it, like I said, it just adds a little um, menu link to your dashboard menu. And uh, we, we honestly don't use it that often, but it's kind of fun to keep it around and, and check every once in a while and see how things are. Um, and kind you of just watch like the numbers to go up. brag? Well, no, if I remember right, we installed this because you really wanted to brag. So. <laughs> Uh, because I think you had, uh, I think you were looking at our top top post of the month and noticed that, um, you know, the most popular ones were written by you. Um, so I think you're that's, just, uh, I blame you. You're just exposing my vanity to the whole world. That's that was the whole point of the show. I'm glad you finally figured it out. Yeah, Sorry. all the whole, the entire world that listens to our podcast. Yeah, all of them. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. Yours was the Nancat. <laughs> An extremely useful full plugin, and mine was Blog Metrics, which itself is only a kind of useful plugin. I mean, it's not, uh, it's more just sort of for novelty sake, right? I suppose Pretty much you're saying no one should still be listening. Oh, no, man. Everybody should still be listening. But uh, oh. I, I, these, weren't, these weren't our top plugin picks ever, <laughs> I'd say. Not our best ones. But we can still celebrate because we did hit two weeks in a row for solid podcasts, which I think we can be proud of. Oh, and, kudos. Uh, yeah, and we actually, uh, if you are listening to the podcast, check out the uh, WP Candy stream. It has been updated at wpcandy.com slash stream. Um, we have a schedule there where we'll be updating with what time the podcast will be recorded each week uh, in UTC times. So you can line that up to your time zone. We also have um, you know, a few other things on, on there that just kind of maybe liven up the stream a bit. We're going to be paying more attention to it and working more on it each week. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's pretty much it, right? I think so. All right, well, have a good can, one. Well, not quite yet. You can follow Brian oh. at Krogsgard on Twitter. You can follow me at Ryan Immel, um, and you can follow the site at WP Candy. And now you can say, "Have a good one." Exactly. All right, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you most likely next week on the WP Candy podcast.